Welcome to episode 47 of Terminator 101, the James Cameron Terminator podcast. In this episode, I'm adding a bonus audio commentary to my commentary series with T2 3D Battle Across Time. So after this quick sponsor, make sure you have YouTube pulled up because it's time for some 101. Now, before we go any further, I just really quickly want to shout out my Patreon members over at patreon.com slash t101podcast. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pirate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, Marie Spurlick, Oliver Mercer, and Michael Wellen. Thank you. For your patronage to Terminator 101, it means the world to me. I do not take it for granted, and you're all awesome, so thank you. Now, if you guys want to join that exclusive list, get extra content, benefits, early episodes, head over to patreon.com slash t101podcast. This is the first of at least a couple, if not more, bonus audio commentaries. Now, I've already done the first five films in the Terminator franchise. I've done full-length audio commentaries for them. You can check them out uh, in the back half of the, uh, the podcast. At least the first three. I did those sort of at the beginning of when I was doing the podcast, and then I took a break from doing them, um, and then filled the rest of the podcast with other episodes. And then more recently, I completed uh, the commentary series with uh, Salvation and Genesis. And I decided that I wanted to kind of fill in the gaps because that audio commentary series was for the the main part of the franchise, like the part that really counts, essentially. So after I completed that, it hit me that, well, I could possibly do audio commentaries for other things in the franchise. And so I really wanted to do one for something that, if you guys know me, you know how much of a fan... I am of this attraction, being that I literally live in Florida. So I am doing a bonus audio commentary for Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time, or just T2 3D Battle Across Time, or just T2 3D, however you want to say it, uh, or Battle Across Time, whatever you want to call it. This is going to be a real fun one. I can uh, already tell I am, like I said, very fond of this. I just have such great memories going to this thing constantly. You know, it was, it was a real big reason why I had at one point a, um, universal pass, a universal annual pass. So, um, so you guys can watch along with me. Now we know that the actual show, like a professional kind of movie type experience has never been released and the best thing that we have up to now um and when i mean up to now i mean up to like the creation of youtube the best thing that we had was that making of feature for terminator 2 3d and it's great but it's not the show so now that you know we have youtube and we've had youtube for a while but we have it for this particular instance, we can watch along. And I'm so excited to do this with you guys. So if you want to 
follow along and watch with me, go to YouTube and in the search bar, type in T2-3D Universal Studios Florida. So there's no uh, dashes, there's nothing. It's all lowercase T2-3D Universal Studios Florida. When you search for it, uh, one of the first videos that should pop up is the video entitled Final Terminator 2 3D Showing at Universal Studios Florida by Attractions Magazine. And the reason I'm choosing this one is because, one, uh, it's the complete show, like literally the complete show, the pre-show, everything. Um, and also I just have an affinity, like I have a, a real... Uh, cool history with Attractions Magazine. They featured one of my videos that had nothing to do with anything related to this podcast just a long time ago. Me and my buddy Boyd um, did a slingshot video, uh, which is like an attraction in Orlando. It's this crazy attraction and they film you and we submitted it to Attractions Magazine and they featured us. So anyways, I just, you know, really have uh, good vibes with Attractions Magazine. So it felt right to do this. And uh, like I said, it's the complete show. So click that video. It'll pull up. And we're going to watch it all the way through. It's 32 minutes and one second. And we're going to do an audio commentary for this. I'm really excited. So sync it up to 000. Make sure your uh, volume is at a decent level. You know, that way you can you know, understand, obviously, assuming you've seen this show, you're listening to this, so you you don't mind having your audio kind of turned down. Because I'm just going to walk you through my experiences and thoughts and opinions and, you know, do the audio commentary thing. So here we go. I'm going to count three, two, one, play. And on play, we're going to hit our play button. I'm really excited for this one, guys. This is so cool. Three, two, one, play. All right, so it zoomed in on the T2 3D sign, which I always loved. I I really loved that sign, and um, I don't know if it did. I do know parts of the attraction, like parts of this interior here, which is supposed to be like the inside of Cyberdyne, which I really loved as well. We are the future. I love that. Um, you know, that sign, I don't know if it did, but there's there's a shop in Universal Studios Florida that sells props and memorabilia from past attractions. And once this attraction closed, bits and pieces of it ended up in that shop. And, like, I'm pretty sure you could buy that sign right there on the wall, the special projects division and whatnot. It's really cool stuff. Obviously, I think it was, you know, pretty uh, pretty expensive stuff. I actually have a pair of these glasses right here. I, I, I took a pair of those glasses when I knew that the uh, the attraction was going to leave. There's the Miles Bennett Dyson Memorial Auditorium, a nice little touch. Right there, if you pause, that guy on the right that kind of looked like George Lucas with the glasses, his name is Gary Goddard, and he was instrumental in bringing this attraction um, to life along with James Cameron. He actually pitched it to James Cameron and got him on board. Now we're seeing the... The pre-show uh, getting ready to take, you know, take off and get underway. Um, yeah, just uh, I just remember being in here. Holy crap! I think that's Jeff. Wow, this is a genuine reaction right there. 
that was Jeff Brozovich, who I had on the T2 3D cast reunion. That was Jeff. And that makes sense because in this particular performance, it was Mark who is the T-800. So that was Jeff, that, that, that face that you could really make out right there. Awesome, Jeff. So cool. I'm going to have to shout you out after I'm done recording here. Um, so yeah, Kimberly Duncan, and uh, I actually tried to get, um, I believe her name is Stephanie Warner. I believe that's the actress's name playing uh, Kimberly Duncan. I tried to get her to join us for the T2 3D cast reunion episode, but she's actually going through, I think she's still going through it. So, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with her and um, uh, she's going through a a really rough time in her life right now. Um, So definitely thinking of her because I, out of everybody, out of everybody, I seemed to always get her in my pre-shows. There was obviously multiple people that played this role uh, throughout the performances. But uh, yeah, she was the one that I always seemed to get. And she just... <sighs> this this role is, is really fun, you know, to play this kind of overly enthusiastic person that you can tell is maybe not happy with their job. They might want to be doing some other stuff. Maybe, who knows, depending on how the person portrayed it. But, you know, she's very start, you know, sarcastic sounding and uh, just too energetic. And it, you know, it gives you a real uneasy vibe. You're kind of like, what's going on with this woman? She's something's off. Something is off. And you know, that's obviously part of the entire presentation here is to present Cyberdyne and Skynet as this, you know, incredible thing, right? Cause that's the beauty of this pre-show. It's, it's letting us know they're giving us a preview of what's to come from Cyberdyne and what Cyberdyne is working on. So how they're going to better our lives. It was, it's just such a great concept for a pre-show, you know, to really tie in with Terminator. And this thing actually went through multiple iterations. They would, you know, this is the one thing out of pretty much all of the show that they would really update because it was easy to update. It was just, you know, kind of like a television presentation that they could you know update whenever they wanted to so it's funny if you actually go back to like maybe older videos that people took throughout the years you'll see different things this was always one of my favorite parts (laughs) a guy like a doctor can do uh uh, like surgery but he can do it while he's you know bathing in the sun this is kind of cool too kind of creepy just two robotic arms this is one of the updates this is one of the more recent updates this whole thing here. At one point, uh, Shaquille O'Neal was actually in this uh, pre-show. I don't know if he was at the end of the attraction's uh, lifespan, but I do know at one point he was. And yeah, it's just, you know, it gets you on board. And what's so great about this is this was great even if you hadn't seen the films because there's a part once Sarah and John, played by Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong, once they intercept this transmission, um, you know, it it really brings people up to speed. They focus more on Terminator 2, obviously, but um, because they didn't have the rights to to, uh, the Terminator, I don't believe 
if memory serves me correctly, which is why we never got footage. Skynet. I love it. It's so cool. It's so cool. To really make us feel like we're a part of the film. You know, that's one of the beautiful and most awesome things that Universal Studios does is they really immerse you in the films that they are presenting. So in this case, Terminator, you know, you feel like you're standing inside of a pretty important place, aka Cyberdyne, and you're watching an actual presentation for something that is coming soon. Um, and that was what was so great about them updating it constantly, you know. Because if you look at older things that this thing showed you, a lot of that came true, you know. So they had to constantly keep pushing it. Yeah, there's no Shaquille O'Neal in this one. Because uh, Sarah and John are about to uh, intercept here. Here it comes. Right here. Oh, I love it. Yep. See, now, uh, you guys know how I feel about fan service. Uh, when it comes to a theme park attraction, I'm a little more okay with it. This is obviously not canon to the films, so... Yeah, I'm on board with it. You know, him saying easy money, you know, it's whatever. That's one of his sayings, right? We all have sayings, so... It's okay for John to say that. I don't have an issue with it. And I always liked, you know, Sarah, uh, Linda Hamilton, you know, kind of looked essentially the same from T2. But I really liked how John uh, Edward Furlong aged from T2, the film, and T2, the theme park attraction. I like how he obviously got older. And he, you know, even there, he started to really look like, damn, yeah, this guy is going to lead the resistance. This guy's going to fucking save humanity. Absolutely. Here we're getting our uh, recap of T23, uh, T23D, T2, Judgment Day. And I loved this because I would bring friends to this thing that had never seen the films. And, you know, it, it doesn't give everything away. I mean, it does give away the fact that Arnold dies at the end. But, you know, it, it was just such a great thing that they included this Um for people who had never seen the films. Sorry, I was just watching this. I get so invested into it. Ah, such great memories. So sad this thing's gone, and we still don't know what's replacing it. Yeah, see, there we go right there. Gives away that he dies at the end, but eh, whatever. Does the thumbs up, and then it cuts. Yeah. So good. Now it cuts back to um, the presentation because uh, I don't know if this particular video caught it, but during that, Kimberly Duncan would come out and be like, what is going on? You know, get get them out of here. Don't let this happen again. She would like say that to someone on a phone or something and you could hear her kind of in the background. I love how the T-70, which is what we're seeing on the screen right here, I love how the eyes of the T-70 become the butterfly. I love that. Really love that. And obviously this is supposed to represent the uh, the playground scene that is so iconic with uh, Terminator. So there was the pre-show. 
And of course, again, she comes out and this is really where the uneasy part really starts to build, you know, because now she's like, you know, I or first I need to apologize for those wacko people that just want to ruin everyone's fun. Yeah, see, I love it. You know, I would get, you know, because like I said, most of the time it would be Stephanie who I would get as Kimberly Duncan. But every once in a while I would get another actress in, or actor, sorry, because um, I just refer to male and female as actor. Uh, and they just wouldn't appear as invested as she did. She always gave what appeared to be 100%. And all the more power to her, you know, really hats off to Stephanie. I don't know how long she did this for, um, how many years, which is, you know, one of the reasons among many other reasons why I wanted to get her on the, uh, the episode, but, uh, maybe down the road. So here we go. This is the main show. From that point, you would walk through, uh, two sets of doors and then you would pick your seat. What was so great is, obviously, this is the final show, so it's really packed. But, unfortunately, the shows weren't really that packed. So, I would always sit front row. Front row. The absolute front row. Easily. Just pick it. Sit right in the middle. Dead center. And uh, it was the best seats in the house. Really was. And... um Here, she's actually, you know, telling people the the typical theme park stuff, you know, don't take pictures. But because this is like the final thing, go ahead and take pictures. Um, all the safety precautions, you know, stuff you have to cover in a theme park. But doing it in a way that makes sense for this, you know what I mean? This This presentation of Cyberdyne. And again, this all works. This all works. I'll get into, because, you know, I don't think this is a perfect thing. Um, this attraction, you know, it, it does, it definitely has some issues in terms of what's been established previously with the films and, uh, the universe of Terminator. But for the most part, this is a solid theme park attraction, especially if you're not invested into Terminator and you're just watching it for entertainment. It definitely provided and more. So this, uh, yeah, look at that theater. It was never that packed, unfortunately. It was never that packed. So sad. Yep, there she says, take as many photos. Okay. You know, lame jokes. Lame jokes come with theme parks. <laughs> Just waiting for it to uh, kick off here, because then it's you know then that is really where it gets exciting. But yeah, you know this this theater was was massive. It really was. When you entered and you kind of looked around and you were just like, "Whoa!" And what's really cool is, well, um, you've seen it. These these walls come down in the final act of the uh, the attraction and make for giving the impression that you are inside. Skynet. Um, so cool. So cool. How sad is it, like, knowing that all these people are here 
well, because they do love what you do, but it's like, why weren't you, why weren't you all here when we weren't leaving? Why now, because we're leaving, are you here? It's like, ah, it's like, I get it, but I don't, <laughs> if I was them, you know? And obviously, I strongly recommend you guys listen to the T23D cast reunion episode. That was so special. One of my absolute favorite episodes. Definitely in my top five. That was so special to me to be able to get them on. So here we go. We got the T70s coming up. Um, and I love the T70s. And again, I'm pretty sure not the entire T70 because that would just be way too much. But I'm pretty sure bits and pieces of even the T70, like maybe the head was sold at that prop shop at Universal Studios Florida for people to buy for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you know, very, very pricey. Um, so it's unfortunate that I never got one of those, but I like, you know, I do have the glasses. I have the 3d glasses. So, so this is designed to let you know what these super soldiers are capable of. So this is always cool. The targets come down the, the, the things like those things right there, they actually rain down bits and pieces of paper. So that was really cool really added to the illusion. Now, see, you can kind of see that's where John's going to come from, that rope that just fell. And there's Sarah right there. And this was so cool. This was so immersive, the sound. And and again, you know, assuming you got people that were really, truly into this thing and just weren't doing this as a job, they really went all out for this. And you really believed that you were watching Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong on stage, you know, it was a real convincing illusion the way it was staged though, you know, the lighting so that you don't really see their faces. But this, this footage that was filmed with Sarah or uh, with uh, Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong to kind of coincide with the actors on stage to really sell the illusion that they are there. Now the one, okay, so my first issue with this attraction was the 3D, like you can clearly tell, it was horrendous. So if you put on the 3D glasses and watched it, I I, I always loved that, how it just kind of, the T-1000 came up out of the thing. Um, but if you put on the 3D glasses, it was really hard on your eyes. It was like just really uncomfortable, Gilzer. Um, it was really uncomfortable to watch. But uh, I would always watch it without the 3D glasses. It was just much easier, kind of watching it like this, you know, much easier on the eyes. So now here is uh, one of the most seamless things I've ever seen at a theme park when he comes through, right? So right there is, you know, obviously digital, and then it seamlessly blends with, ah, oh, so good, so good. Now, hold on, that's not Mark. That's another guy. That's not Mark Matthews. I don't know who that is. But Mark does show up at the end. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just so seamless. So fucking seamless. Ugh, and then now we're into the short film aspect of uh, T23D, which is co-directed by James Cameron. And we got Arnold and Edward back together again. So obviously another issue I've been pretty vocal about is, you know, little nitpicky things. And I understand why it's a theme park attraction. Um, well, why is that time portal just kind of staying there open? That doesn't really make much sense. Uh, how could Arnold come through on a Harley Davidson 
fully clothed. You know what I mean? Certain things you have to really let go when you watch this and just enjoy it for what it was. And, uh, you know, there's really nothing special that happens in this thing. Um, you know, it's, it, it's pretty straightforward. It was just so cool that it was a theme park attraction that the, that Terminator, this thing that became something that meant so much to me had its place as a theme park attraction from, uh, 1996 to 2017, at least in Orlando. And just look at the spectacle. I mean, you know, obviously this is, this is James Cameron and this is the, this is the best, representation post t2 judgment day of the future war that we've seen this looks like what cameron showed me in t2 3d or uh, sorry in t2 judgment day this looks like that future war unlike something like terminator 3 that little brief glimpse we got or terminator salvation even genesis really didn't fit this vibe but genesis maybe got it the best i think the 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 feel and the vibe of uh, the future war. And the script is, you know, pretty funny. There's uh there's some there's some funny one-liners that uh were included, you know, to make this more family friendly cuz that's something that they had to always keep in mind, you know, this is a a hardcore rated R franchise. Now we're going to make a theme park attraction out of this where kids go so you know you had to kind of uh kind of appeal to that demographic as well water it down just a little but not too much because there's still some pretty cool violence in this in this thing here does his uh shotgun flip pretty cool yeah i just uh it was really cool because um like right here, this scene right there with with the, with the skulls, the theater would actually shoot cold air on the entire audience. So you feel right here, you felt cold. You know, you felt like you were there. It sucked if like it rained outside or you were on a a ride like a water ride and got wet and then came to this thing because I did that uh, when I was younger, when I was like maybe thirteen, fourteen. And, uh, I don't remember who I went with, maybe like Boyd, my best friend in life, but, uh, we had done a, like a water attraction and went to this biggest mistake of my life. I was so miserable. It was so cold because it's so, it's, it's icy that air that they blew on you to really make you feel like you were with the Terminator and John. So these mini HKs, I love this. I love this. This is something that I would have loved to have seen um, in in Salvation specifically. Now, Salvation does have something like this, but the design I wasn't on board with. The design looked... It looked like those... Uh, what... The things that flew around in Terminator Salvation look like those little vacuums that you put on your rug or your floor and turn a button on, and it just kind of vacuums the floor for you. It just kind of goes around on, like, wheels and just picks up shit. That's what those things looked like. It, they looked like flying vacuum cleaners. These things actually look pretty decent, you know what I mean? Especially for the time they were created in 1996. Really solid. 
and I love it. I, oh, oh, and Brad Fidel, Brad Fidel came back to do the to do the music for this and uh, created really you know compelling tracks here, especially when it turns around here. I love that. And lights would like 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 the lights would flash out into the audience. You know, I don't know how they accomplished that effect, but you really felt like you know that thing was shooting left and right now here comes and i love this you hear the iconic boom 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 and that red laser just sh goes out into the audience Ugh, the endo look at that thing that thing is frightening and that's 100 percent practical no cgi bullshit so here was another issue that i had with with this again very minor thing why would john do that <laughs> john you john john you're smarter than that why would you do it like that and do it so slow to where you kind of fuck yourself over now i always hated this line always friend of yours he was my college roommate what that would, that's the one line, if I could rewrite this script, I would take out. I would keep everything else the same. Get rid of that. He was my college roommate. That, it makes no sense. It almost confuses the audience. I don't know what they thought audiences thought Terminators were. These things that went to school. So there is, there is Skynet. This really ominous looking pyramid thing. You know, very undefined, very just the fuck am I looking at? See, I, I'm okay with that line. Let's bust a move. Whatever. It's fine. So here is where it becomes live action again, right when they enter. I love how there's no security at Skynet. I love how there's absolutely zero security. You can just run right up as the doors are closing. It's like, what was entering in the first place? I don't know. Like, we didn't see anything. But yeah. So now it's live action, and now all three sides of the theater have become essentially gigantic screens. So you really feel... Yeah, see, this person's panning. I like it. You really feel like you're in the... Like, it's supposed to be an elevator right here. You're supposed to be feeling like you're going down, and your seat would actually move here. Your seat would make you feel like you're moving. Um, and I will say, this is the part I, w I would put the 3D glasses on. Because for some reason, I guess it was because it wasn't the film. Um, it was more of like a, a digital presentation. The 3D here worked really well. And you really felt like the T1 million, which is another thing I have an issue with. Is uh, it's, it's a pretty lazy design a glorified T-1000 that becomes a spider. But you really felt like that thing was, you know, in front of you with the 3D glasses on because it had that, you know, added layer of depth. You know, right there, you felt like the things were coming out at you. Really solid, very solid. And what's cool is when this thing would stomp right there, you could feel it, you know, from the, from the speakers in the auditorium. You could really feel every step that thing took. 
So what's cool here is the uh, the Terminator and John are actually in the audience and they're shooting at it. So they're kind of running through the audience. So depending on where you were, see, depending on where you were, they actually might cross in front of you. Um, that's really maybe the only time you would get a real good glimpse at, okay, that guy doesn't really look anything like Arnold. But uh, I will say Arnold was a tricky one to cast, I think, maybe. Um Obviously, I, I, I'm just speaking from a fan, ex, you know, fan point of view experience. Um, I would think Arnold would be the trickier one to cast. John and Sarah and the T-1000 always looked pretty solid. So he, here it's pretty cool. They froze it. They blast it. Now, again, another effect. Little uh, bits of uh, rain would rain down. Bits of water would rain down right when they shot the T-1 million and had it explode. So you really felt like, oh shit, this thing's hitting me. Just really nice little added touches. See, it's a a pretty straightforward show. So seamless, so seamless. Ugh, the last time he... Ugh, the last time that would ever be uttered in that theater. And this, this final effect, and this is one reason why I always sat in the front row, because if you sat in the front row, that that engulfed you. You could not see the person next to you with all that fog. It was such a beautiful finale. Incredible. Incredible. And then your seats would collapse. Like, your seats would be kind of upright, and then they would just drop. And I think that was one thing that Universal patented with uh, this uh, this attraction, I think. And a nice little finale here, you know, something they would always do, but uh, this definitely had much more meaning to it. You know, John and Sarah would come out, and I always was one of the first people that started clapping. I remember that. I was always one of the first. Now, it obviously wouldn't end like that. Um, the The T-800 wouldn't be there. All right, there's there's Mark right there on the the far right, the last guy on the right. That's Mark, the T800. And what's really cool is he does like a dance here. He does a dance. Now the guy in the middle, the T1000 in the middle, next to Stephanie. I believe that's Mike Sawyer who was going to come on the T23D cast reunion, but uh, I guess had technical issues. Yeah, that looks like him from what I can see. So. Yeah, I think that is him. But uh, oh, so special. I wonder if Jeff comes up. I hope he does. Yeah, Mark does this really cool dance. He does a really cool dance. It's coming up here. Ah, Look at him. He's just eating it up. I love Mark. Such a good guy. Here he goes. There he goes. He's dancing. Do it again. Do it again. I got I got to assume that's so emotional. So emotional. Look at Mark. Look at him. Oh, look at Stephanie. 
So sad. Damn you, Universal. Damn you. Uh, I just love watching this. I'm sorry I'm not talking much, but yeah, this is just terrific. Terrific. So yeah, it, it, it seems like they had two of each per day. Well, no, it looks like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two each. So they would have two T-800s, two T-1000s, two Sarahs, two Johns, and two Kimberly Duncans on a day-to-day -day basis. God, look at Mark. He's not giving up. He's going all out. So yeah, guys, that is uh, that was the mini kind of bonus commentary. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, um, I hope you love T two three D as much as I do. I hope you miss it as much as I do. I hope you got to experience it in person, not through just video, but I hope you got to experience it in person. And uh, it just. It just is my favorite thing that Universal has ever done. Nothing Universal will ever do will top this. Um, just for nostalgia reasons alone. You know, just for that. Plus, just the production value and everything. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yes, Universal will create more advanced things that will make this probably look like garbage in terms of quality of effects and whatnot. But it'll never be replaced. And then from that point on, you would exit, go through there, that nice sign right there, drop off your 3D glasses in those bins, and then you would shop around. And in that, um, in that shop is where I got my hat that I uh, have constantly worn. I've worn it in a lot of videos I've done for Terminator 101, um, photos and whatnot. Uh, I also picked up... What else did I pick up there? Um... I actually picked up one of the jackets that they sold, uh, sort of like a replica of uh, the T-800 jacket, but believe it or not, this is when I was going through a, a real addiction to uh, Negan from The Walking Dead, and I wanted a jacket that I could use to cosplay as Negan, so that's what I used that jacket for. <laughs> so uh, my Terminator jacket essentially was used for uh, a Negan cosplay at one point. But I still have that jacket. Um, I think it's in I think it's in my closet right now, and uh, yeah, really really cool. I also picked up uh, one of my hot toys there from the shop. Uh, I think it was my Terminator One Arnold hot toy, which is really cool, and uh, maybe a couple other things, little small things along the way. I picked up a keychain at one point. Just really cool little bits of Terminator memorabilia. Oh oh, my mug. My Terminator mug that uh, I love to death. That thing is beautiful. So cool. If you can find that on eBay, like the Terminator 2 3D ceramic mug, it's, it's, it's incredible looking. It's a, it's, a, it's a little work of art. That's what it is. But uh, you could also see in that shop they had uh, the actual costumes that Arnold, Linda, and Edward wore during the filming of the short film. So you could see those costumes. That's been replaced as well. 
Um, so I'm curious as to where that stuff ended up. I don't know where that went. I assume it got sold to a collector or went to a museum of some kind. Um, I would like to know where that stuff went because now it's just this, I don't know, this Universal Monsters shop. It's what it got converted into recently. But anyways, I could ramble on and on. I just wanted to do this little bonus commentary here. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so, so much for listening. We are almost to episode 50. I'm so excited, guys. I know you're excited as much as I am, I hope, because I am truly excited to let you guys hear my one-on-one with Michael Bean. So, until I talk to you guys next time, keep on terminating. <laughs>